Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. I think there was a, a movie years ago called, and the tagline was something like, where were you in the summer of 42? I, we're going to ask, where were you in the summer of 72? And our guests this morning were graduated from high school and uh, getting on with their lives. It is the 50th anniversary for the McKeesport Senior High School class of 72. They are getting ready to have... Uh, their reunion, their 50th reunion, and I thought it would be fun to have them down here and talk about some of their memories. It's a little bit of a different program than we usually have. Uh, with us in the studio this morning are John Keyes. He was the senior class president. Good morning, John. Good morning. And also with us with, is Kathy Flex. She was the secretary of the senior class. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Jason. Thank you for having us. But first things first, for someone who hears this and maybe was in the class of 72 and you haven't been able to reach out to them yet, I know there are a few that uh, have, have dropped off the radar. What's your, your event coming up? What, what are your, uh, your reunion events, your reunion weekend, I guess, that's coming up? Yeah, yes, starting on September 29th, Thursday, September 29th, we're doing a high school tour at the McKeesport South Hall at 3.15 to 4.30. We're taking a photo uh, opportunity with a welcome home banner at that point outside of the school. And then Friday night is a mixer event at the White Oak American Legion from 6 to 11. And Saturday is our big semi-formal dinner at the Doubletree Hotel in Monroeville, October 1st. Okay, so all coming up at the end of September, beginning of October. October, right. How do people get in touch with you if they want to register? They can call me at my cell, 412-419-6099. Correct. Uh, so where were you? I'll ask, start with you, Kathy. Where were you in uh, 72? Um, you were graduating from, from high school. What were you looking forward to? Um, I was looking forward to college. Um, I took a um, short stint down to Florida after I got laid off from my first job, and I came back six months later and started computer school. And where was that at? That was in Pittsburgh ICM School of Business. Okay. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, I remember they used to advertise on the radio very heavily when I was a kid. And where did you end up working then? Um, I ended up working all over town, um, mostly Fortune 500 companies. I uh, contracted for about 10 years, but I was in the business almost 30 years. Where's home for you now? Uh, home is Level Green, Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah, Penn Township area. Penn Township area. Uh, John, same question. Where were you, what were you doing in 1972 when you graduated? What were you looking forward to? I was uh, planning and did attend uh, Penn State University. I started two years here at the McKeesport campus and two years in, at University Park. My, uh, my major was uh, business logistics. They would call it supply chain now. Yeah. And uh, that was a, a good career choice. I spent 11 years with U.S. Steel's Railroad Group. Okay. Uh, Bessemer and Lake Erie was, uh, I guess, the people that paid me. And uh, no, yeah, <laughs> but that was eleven union, railroads. That and was, was Union Railroad, the Eastport connecting. Yeah, I was a little uh, bit of all Lake of Erie, yeah. yeah, up 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 in the Iron Range too. Don't they have some up in Minnesota? Uh, Duluth, Mississippi, yeah. and Iron Range. Yeah. That's probably the reason I left the railroad group. I didn't want to get transferred to Duluth. <laughs> so then uh, after that, I I spent uh, thirty four years with uh, 
company over in Glassport, but it was called Tube City Iron and Metal yeah. and different names uh, over the years as we transitioned with investors. Uh, when I left, it was TMS International. Okay. So, uh, but it was a fun, joined it when we had 96 people and I left it when we had 5,000 people. Okay. So yeah, okay. it was a big, uh, big transition over the 30 some years that I, uh, that I was there. And where's home for you now? I live in Murraysville. I've been there since 1979. Oh, so you two are not too far apart from each other then. Right. We're talking to some members of the class of 1972. I should mention that uh, Paul Anselmo was supposed to join us, uh, but Paul uh, very sadly has had a, a death in his family, and we send our sympathies out to him. They are getting ready for their 50th class reunion. That is going to be coming up uh, the end of September, beginning of October. If you were a member of the McKeesport High School class of 72, you're going to want to call Kathy Flex, who's in the studio with us today. Don't call her right now. Call her when she gets home. 412-419-6099 for more information. They've got a full slate uh, weekend of events uh, scheduled for members of the class of 72. John, I'm going to start with you. Sure. How many people were in your senior class? Uh, about 835, as I recall. How many did you know? Is, is my question. When you have that, I, I only yeah. had 100 in my senior class, not at McKeesport. Uh, I'm going to say... I probably knew well, well, well over half. I okay. mean, maybe you yeah. know, more than that, I, w- I would think. I mean, there was, you know, it was an interesting time to grow up in McKeesport. It was sort of the peak. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a very eclectic and, uh, and a, you know, mixed class. And it was just so much fun and a great place to, you know, to be part of at, the, at that time at the high school. There were 2,500 people at, at McKeesport High School at that yeah. time. Think about that. And that was only three classes, you know. Uh, Sophomore, juniors, and seniors. What part of town did you grow up in? I uh, grew up on Evans Avenue, okay. just a uh, little above the uh, hospital. Okay. Okay. Kathy, same question. Um, how, how many of your of, of those eight hundred and some kids did you know? Um, well, it was eight hundred forty-seven that graduated with okay. us. I probably knew over half as well. Um, I grew. I was born in McKeesport. Grew up in White Oak most of the time, okay. and. Um, yeah, there was a lot of students. I remember having trailers in the parking lot for extra classrooms because we ran out of classrooms. Did they still have, because when my dad went there in the 60s, they, I think they still had college preparatory track, and they had a business track, and they had a vocational track. Did they still have different tracks then? Yes, they did. Okay. They had all okay. those, yes. Okay. And in our sophomore year, they sort of integrated the two, they called it North Hall and South Hall, the vocational building uh, in our sophomore year was called North Hall, and we would transfer, uh, sophomores anyway, maybe juniors too, uh, would transfer during the day from one to the other. You reported at one in the morning, and you finished your day at the other in the afternoon. It was, it was you know, time outside, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> was that the building that, that, again, in my dad's day would have been called the Vogue? You guys. Some, of the older, some of the older alumni would, would know as the, as the Vogue in McKeesport. We're yes. talking with John Keyes and Kathy Flex from the class of 72 at McKeesport High School. They are getting ready for their 50th class reunion. Uh, that's coming up uh, September 29th, 30th, October 1st. Do I have that right? Correct. Okay. Um, more information, you can call Kathy. We'll give her number out a little bit later on again. What, was, uh, cla- what were classes like then? Kathy, I know, went to to college then for computers, but did you have any computers? I mean, everybody, every kid now has a phone. Every kid now, I think, it has a laptop or a tablet that they can work with. I know that was big during the pandemic. They could do their homework from home. Uh, what, what was state of the art uh, for you, John? Uh, I think it was a paper and pencil. Yeah, uh, and a typewriter probably. Yeah, and a, and a typewriter. 
but not not like I guess electric typewriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would have been uh, you know state of the art at that time. It was reading, writing, arithmetic kind yeah. of kind of time sciences. And then uh, we had you know well I guess it was more in junior high. We had to take wood shop, metal shop, and drafting uh, to get exposed to some of the crafts. Did you did you like any of those? I I only had metal shop. Did did you like the, the that stuff? It was a class, uh, yeah. you know. You, it was, and it was casual. I guess I liked that part of it. You know, you're walking around, not sitting. Yeah. And uh, and I still have two things, you know, that I made in seventh and eighth grade. So, uh, you know, something something endured from my education in the in the crafts. You're doing better than I did. I made the toolbox, and it was wobbly. Kathy, did you have vocational, or did you have uh, home economics? I had home economics. Okay. What did yes. they teach you in home economics in, um, in those days? Baking, cooking, sewing. Um, Pretty much that. I I always wanted to go into the um, with the guys into making things, but yeah. they weren't. We weren't allowed at that time. So. I was just going to say, did they allow any of that back and forth crossover? No, my brothers uh, brought him really cool stuff, and I was always jealous. So <laughs> I was just sewed an apron instead. So <laughs> I think guys were allowed to take typing, but women weren't allowed to do anything else, if I remember right. Okay. Okay. Well, it was the, it was the, it was the good old days. What were uh, we're gonna have to take a break here in a, in a moment or two? But what were the fashions? What were people wearing in 1972? I mean, we we know what we see on TV, we know what we see in movies, and that's not always realistic. What was in McKeesport? What was the fashions in 1972? Uh, bell bottoms. Yeah. Um, hot pants. Okay. <laughs> Mini skirts. Were you allowed to wear that to school though? Uh, we had a dress code, I think, initially at first, but then yeah. they loosened it. So um, later on in our junior and senior year, it was, it was much more casual and loose. But, okay. yeah, we were looking at the pictures, though, you know, just from various yearbooks at the years that we were there. You know, people dressed up for uh-huh. school. I mean, they you did. know, the, 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 the girls had on uh, dresses for the most part or skirts. You know, you look at some of those, uh, you know, spec, uh, photographs and, and guys had collared shirts and you know it was later uh like like kathy said in our senior year that it it probably you know relaxed a lot more but you know first it was a transitional time i I guess in fashion for for the guys it was the barracuda jacket uh that was the barracuda jacket barracuda jacket was a british uh zipped jacket uh was made by uh barracuda and you can still buy them interesting thing was uh and they had limited distribution. So in McKeesport, you could buy it at uh, David Israel's. Okay. They, and all the other men's stores did not sell them in, in town. Okay. And uh, sold for $22.50. I was curious to see what a Barracuda jacket costs today. And I looked online. They still make them. They're, you, you know, import them from Great Britain. And they're something like $475 today. <laughs> I was like, I should have bought 100 of them. They had $22 a piece, but who had $200 when you were you 17 years old, right? All right, let's take a break right there. If anybody wants to send John a Barracuda jacket, we'll give you his address later on. John Keyes was president of the senior class of 1972 at McKeesport High School. Kathy Flex was secretary. Um, they are part of the organizing team behind the 50th class reunion that's coming up September 29th, 30th, October 1st. Uh, that will be um, partially 
partially in the White Oak area, partially at the Doubletree Hotel in downtown Pittsburgh. For tickets or more information, 412-419-6099. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about some of those stores you mentioned uh, shopping at. David Israel, I remember, Kadar's, uh, some of the others. We're going to ask you about growing up in McKeesport in the 70s, uh, but also ask you about tracking down some of these lost alumni, how, what the detective work is required to do that, okay? Okay. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. We're back with uh, members of the class of 1972 at McKeesport Senior High School. They're getting ready for their 50th class reunion. I'm getting ready for my 30th, and that 50th I, I, it seems closer than it used to. Um, Kathy Flex was secretary of the senior class. John Keyes was president. Kathy off the air reminded me that it's the Doubletree Hotel in Monroeville not the double tree in Pittsburgh. So a uh, very important distinction. If you were a member of the class of 72, you can call Kathy 412-419-6099. Kathy, about how many of your classmates have you been able to track down? I would say at least two thirds. That's pretty good. Yeah. I've been working on it for quite a long time. Um, we started off originally for our five-year reunion looking through telephone books and calling yeah. everyone for hours at a time. But since, you know, computers and the Google machine, <laughs> uh, it's made it a lot easier to track everyone. Uh, so, somebody that I'm friends with on Twitter, they mentioned directory assistance the other day, and they said, does anybody even know what directory assistance was and calling the operator for a number? And I said, probably my age and older, yes. Probably my age and younger, probably not so much. Of the remaining one-third or so, uh, how many are you still looking for? Um, probably 100. Okay. Um, there are at least 140 that have passed away already. Okay, sure. So. And how do you try? You mentioned Google, Facebook, I'm sure, is a word of mouth. People say, oh, I know where Joe is. I know where Sue is. I can call them. Yes, we have a group page on our um, on Facebook, and okay. so I publish the list of the missing students there, and people chime in and give me hips, uh, tips and uh, hints on where they are and maybe some family members. And some people have um, investigated on their own and Gave me information as well. So people have probably gotten married, remarried, changed their names, Many maybe times. changed their first name. You know, this day and age, maybe changed their gender, um, and or you know, moved to England or Florida or Australia or whatever. What's your farthest away alum that you're aware of? Um, we have uh, Ted Fulham. He's in Lima, Peru. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, it's been a journey. A lot of people move a lot. Um, there's some that move 25 times. <laughs> There's some that have moved three times since the last reunion, so you always have to just recheck all the addresses as much as you can. I, how many, I'm going to ask you, John, the same question, but I'll ask Kathy first. How many do you personally keep in touch with? Because I keep in touch with sort of my gang from my high school graduating class. Well, I keep in touch with a lot of people from White Oak that I grew up yeah. with, uh, you know, and the reunions typically have been a group from McKeesport Tech and a group from uh, White Oak, the Francis McClure, yeah. that have merged together and the usual suspects at every reunion. So it's, it's, it's been fun. John, same thing. How many of your uh, gang do you keep in touch with? 
truly not not a lot. I mean, there, uh, a lot of my friends scattered. Yeah. You know, you know with the change in McKeesport. Sport. Yeah. Uh, now keep in touch. I mean, I, we do get together periodically for poker when people are in town mm-hmm. and and uh, or see people you know out and about. But uh, I would say maybe six or eight. Yeah, you know, okay. some, something like that would be on my. You know, hot list. That's more friends. than a lot of yeah. people. So uh, we're, we're talking about to the class of 1972 at McKeesport High School. They're getting ready for their 50th class reunion about some of the changes that they've seen and some of the uh, things that have happened over the years. John, you, you alluded to this before the break. We were talking about the Barracuda jackets that were popular in the late 60s, early 70s. What was the hairstyles like? Because, again, we watched the we old movies. We didn't have hairstyle. Uh, <laughs> and, and look, we, did, we, we did when we were in grade school, and then we did when we probably we were freshmen or sophomores. And then all of a sudden, it was whatever bushy hair grew out is the, is what we we had. Yeah, Luckily, okay. yeah, no mullets, but we had just bushy hair. But they didn't give you the teachers didn't give a hard time. Principals didn't give a hard time. No. I, again, that was that really heavy transition period. From the right. Right. Just, right. It was yeah. just big. The know? Vietnam yeah. War was going yeah. on, and some of the teachers probably had long hair too. Probably a lot of kids had long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's who were some of your favorite teachers that you remember, Kathy? Um. Okay. I know. I'm really digging back <laughs> in the memory banks, huh? I should have brought my yearbook. Yeah. Um, I like Mrs. Ryan. I hated math, but Mrs. Ryan was one of the best math teachers I've ever had, and I just always remember her um, for that. Um, I had a lot of great classes, science, uh, English. Yeah. Uh, the teacher's names escape me That's right okay. now. John, same question over to you. Who were who some of the teachers that, that you remember that maybe had an influence on you? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple I would say I mean, that I remember fondly. Janet Robb, she was a speech teacher. She she was dynamic and, and did a good job for people. She's still around. She volunteers at the aviary. I, okay. When I have fundraisers, I'll, I'll see her occasionally there. Um, a woman by the name of uh, Miss Dumas, uh, she, I had her for uh, math, and I think it was the only time I ever got an A in math, so she was able to get to me in, uh, <laughs> in, in a way that other people couldn't. And uh, then a gentleman who was our senior class advisor, and oddly enough, I never had him for a class, but I'm going to speak uh, about him now, and that was Ken Mitchell. And uh, he was, uh, I used to hitchhike the school. He picked me up at the corner of Evans and Versailles, and then all of a sudden I was just like, I'll meet you at Evans and Versailles, you know, 730 in the morning. And never had him for a class, but he was was a big, uh, certainly, you know, to, to that point in time, he was the most influential non-family member in, in my life, and I carry with him today, uh, you know, a little bit of moral and ethical DNA, uh, you know, because he was just such a good man. He was a Jehovah's Witness. I was a Catholic. He mm-hmm. was black. I was white. I was tall. He was short. Nothing made sense, but we used to play basketball, you know, all for three years or four years in the summer, just in the evenings. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a great—he was a, just a great man. Just passed away about three weeks ago. Oh, my. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, you, you, we have another break coming up here. The time goes very quickly, but we were talking a little bit about those Barracuda jackets at David Israel. I can remember Kadar's, uh, Henry B. Klein, uh, some of the men's stores in downtown McKeesport. What are some of the other stores that you remember uh, downtown McKeesport? I, I worked at Cox's. Did you? Okay. I, I did. I uh, Another one of my classmates who unfortunately passed away, Jerry Swagger, and I... Uh, one day we walked downtown from, we got out of our sophomore year of high school, I guess we had just turned 16, and he and I walked down to Cox's, and we both, you know, put in applications, and, and we got hired. And uh, Stock room, or? I was, I was selling, and he was in the, in the stock okay. room. And, uh, and that was another, that was a great experience, too. I got to meet, you know, so many 
well, you know, business people in McKeesport, and I mean, it was when people dressed up, and we had a huge suit department. Cox's for the for the listener was a large department store, yeah. uh, mostly clothing, although they carried some accessories and some other things. A large department store that I think eventually had branches then in East Hills and Monroeville and uh, Washington and a bunch of other places. But right. the, the main store, the headquarters, was in McKeesport. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, it was you know, and, and the gentleman who ran the department, the men's department, Pat Mercurio, again, he was. There's another silly one. I mean, you know, here's me, 16 years old, Pat's maybe 52 or something like that, and somehow we ended up with season tickets to the Steelers together. I mean, you know, just <laughs> things things that don't make sense. But uh, he, he was a great mentor as well. Kathy, what are some of the things that you remember, uh, places you remember shopping as a, as a teenager and as a kid? Um, Jason's, for one, yeah. Immel's. Um, Cox's as well. Those were three of the main ones. A couple of the big uh, uh, women's clothing stores in town, Emmels and, and Jason's, and uh, a lot of jewelry stores. I remember Goodman's and Gala's, which Gala's has moved out to White Oak. But uh, and one of uh, our classmates, Morrow's. one of our classmates, Barbara Byers, uh, her father had a Byers clothing store. I remember Mr. Byer. Right. Harold. Harold. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, I remember Mr. Byer. Uh, let's pause right there. We come back. I want to talk to you about some of the music and some of the other things that uh, some of the hangouts maybe where uh, members of the class of 72 used to hang out back in the day. We're talking with John Keyes. He's president of the class of 72. Also with us, Kathy Flex. She is the secretary of the class of 72. They are getting ready for their 50th class reunion. If you were a member of the class of 72 at McKeesport High School, 412-419-6099. You can also find them on Facebook. They are still looking for about 140 of their more than 800 classmates. So if you are one of them or you know the whereabouts of one of them, Kathy would like to hear from you. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. This is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Back for a final few minutes with Kathy Flex and John Keyes from the class of 72 at McKeesport High School. They are getting ready for their 50th class reunion. We're talking about some of their memories of uh, going to school in the 60s and 70s and also growing up in the Mon Valley in the 60s and 70s. A little unusual program for us, but I thought it would be a fun time. John, let me ask you first, what music were you listening to in the 69, 70, 71, 72? Uh, you know, I guess uh, probably what we would call today classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> What's radio stations were you listening to since we're on the well, radio? I was uh, definitely was uh, DVE, and I think, what was the other one? There was there was 102.5 was DVE, yep. still is, and there was a 104.7, and I just can't remember. I was thinking about that one. They were, they were competitors near each other, uh, you know, musically. Uh, one was more album rock, yeah. and, uh, you know, the other was more single rock but anyway that that's that was what we listened to and what was that? i mean it was so it was carol king or it was you know led zeppelin or it was you know whoever the the beatles and Elton and, John, and a Elton lot John. of a lot yeah. of soul i mean you know we had it was you know certainly the, you know the temptations and you know the i mean it was just it was pretty interesting time you know for for music and again it was just so many genres that, that were out there simultaneously what were, was the AM radio at that point then more teeny bopper type rock, like more kid stuff? You know, the Clark Race, Chuck Brinkman, those guys on KQV, KDKA. I don't know why I'm mentioning them. They never mention us. Because <laughs> you were listening to that. You were listening to FM rock. Yeah, I was on FM as well. Your FM as right. well. Oh, right. McKeesport was an early adopter of uh, the FM rock. Was Terry Lee still doing his dances then? He was on the radio, I think, right? Okay. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, yeah, he was on the radio. Uh, you know, you were... 
uh, you know, dances, you know, thinking about yeah. that. I mean, we would hold dances for fundraisers, whether it was student council or Where, where would the class. dances be held? We would, at the high school. At the high school. But the other, you know, there was, we had a, a boys Catholic school here in town, mm-hmm. you know, Sarah Catholic. And Sarah Catholic would hold dances probably once a month on Saturday nights. Correct. And, uh, and the big weekend is if we had a dance on Friday night and then they had a dance on Saturday night. You know, <laughs> be able to check out all the girls or the girls checking out all the guys and and uh you know for two nights in a row it was a lot of fun but anyway no they were you know and and the sarah would attract a little wider audience because there were kids that would come from east allegheny or or, you know port view and places like that as opposed to we were probably restricted i guess for the most part for our dances to be mckeesport high school kids what were the what were the rivalries in those days i know mckeesport now has rivalries with woodland hills and gateway and, and some of those what were the rivalries in those days it was an interesting time. I mean, you know, now everything is about size and maybe, yeah. maybe you know, matching up. But the, uh, you know, the district that, that particularly basketball was McKeesport, Clareton, Duquesne, uh-huh. West Mifflin, North. Um, they, they called it General Braddock there for a little yeah. while. You know, it was really the, the regional schools. And, and then, I guess, uh, South Allegheny. You know, and, and so, you know, McKeesport was by far and away the largest of the schools. But that was, you know, how it was set up. Football was a little bit different. But... Um, you know, it was pretty nice to have it that way, you know, com- competing communities near each other. Kathy, what were some of your hangouts as a teenager? Where, where, where would people go to hang out? Well, my hangout was the White Elephant in White Oak. Okay. A lot of dances, great dance floor, great music. Uh, we did have a lot of dances at the high school, which I don't know if they do now, but they were very popular. We did a lot of fundraising. We did a lot of fundraising for our prom. As a matter of fact, we had the stylistics at our prom. I, You know what? I just saw someone talking about on Facebook, I think, um, what group, you know, what famous group had played the prom, and I didn't realize it was the class of 72, so it was the stylistics. Correct. Where, well, was, that prom, where was that prom held? It was at the Hilton in... Uh, in uh, downtown Pittsburgh, okay, uh, and I, I only chuckle a little bit at the, because we were supposed to have it at a uh, an, an arena, ice arena kind of place in in Braddock, and then I don't know, you know, two or three weeks before we you know found out the contract wasn't going to be honored, and you know we had a hurry hard, and uh, we ended up at the at the Hilton, which was lovely. I, I think uh, the, I think the school district or some benefactors that uh, cover some of the. The price differential, and and the, the you know and, and again it's it's like things that wouldn't happen today. Uh, we drove our cars to the Hilton in Pittsburgh. You know it was like where we had police cars that were kind of getting us through Hazelwood and, and what have you. But oh, but they went as a procession. We went as a, we went as a as a Lord knows how many car procession, hundred cars, hundred and twenty. <laughs> I would think so. I mean yeah. it was it was incredible. You know, it was truly incredible. That sounds like a memorable, a very memorable night between the procession and, and having the dance at the at the Hilton and having the stylistics there, for goodness sake. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And weren't the tickets $17 yeah, or something? something yeah, some ridiculously yeah, we, low. You know, we, we kept it low. And, <laughs> but anyway, that was, uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun and, and uh, raising the money and, and, you know, being part of that class and what have you was good. The other, you know, I think about the changes in McKeesport. There's only a few, a few things that remain the same. Minerva Bakery is still yeah. is still there, but the other one that was a hangout, particularly after basketball games on Friday night or just getting together on a Saturday night, was Tilly's, and it's yeah. still there. And uh, you can get on there and order, you know, a big pizza for probably was probably four bucks or something like that back then. And a bunch of people would eat and sit around, and, and the nice people there were kind enough to not uh, throw us out. <laughs> 
So. It's early enough in the morning that uh, I should not be hungry for that yet. But you just, you just mentioned Tilly's Pizza, and then I got hungry. We only have a minute or two left. Kathy, um, how many people are helping you put this reunion together? How many people on this committee? There's about 12 on the committee this okay. year. That's a lot of work. It's but a lot of work. What are you looking forward to besides it being over? And getting the rest, what, what are you looking forward to doing that weekend? Who are you looking forward to seeing, or what are you looking forward to doing? Well, Friday night's a really nice night because it's more low-key. It's very casual, and yeah. we really have a chance to really talk to people. I've heard from people all over the country who haven't been to any reunions, and they're coming to this one. So, 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 so tell, tell us again what the schedule is. So Thursday, September 29th, we're having a high school tour at South Hall from 3.15 to 4.30. Friday night is the mixer, casual mixer at the White Oak American Legion from 6 to 11. Saturday at the Doubletree Hotel in Monroeville, we're having a semi-formal dinner from 6 to 11. I want to thank you both so much for coming down. Uh, I hope the listeners enjoyed it too. John Keyes was president of the senior class of 1972 at McKeesport High School. Kathy Flex was secretary. They are part of the planning committee for the reunion, the 50th reunion that's coming up on September 29th and 30th, October 1st. If you remember that class or, as John mentioned, a, a year or two behind and you would, would like to maybe participate in some of the fun, you can call Kathy at 412-419-6099 or you can find them on Facebook. Thank you both so much for coming down here this morning. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having us, Jason. And thank you so much for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.